0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Raider Nation, Red Nation. Well, I got plenty to say on this show. This is Raider Greg, and this is Raider Nation podcast, and we are gonna rock into this post game show and hold no punches, brother. Let me tell you right now, we're gonna say it like it is, and we'll tell it like it is, like I've been doing the whole time. So hold on to your seat because we're gonna roll into this one here. That's right. The post game show for the Massacre on Monday night. Show 207.
1: Boots left. Now stops, throws,
0: wide open. Here's Jackson. Daryl Jackson with the catch. Pulls away down the sideline. 10, 5, touchdown. Michael Huff had a shot, but Daryl Jackson with his first catch of the night, and it was a beauty. in
1: motion, returns right, snap good, four-man rush, Jay now rolling to his right, throws on the run, he's got Eddie Royal wide open,
0: back of the end zone, touchdown Denver! Eddie Royal's first touchdown as a pro, he beat Jabril Wilson. Well Raider fans, what can I say, before I even get into this whole debacle that we have right here, put the kiddies away, turn the sound down, whatever you got to do to make this happen, because I'm coming out. All right, on today's show, of course, we have the post game for the Denver Broncos debacle, and then we have to do a pregame, yes, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I do have some positives to say about that game. So don't worry, there's some positives in there, but not too many. So here we go. And Before we get too far into it, let me just say Paul McQuiston, done for the season. Yes, a needless injury happening, yes, he's finished. A lot of promise in this kid. Not that he's finished for his life, but he, he's finished for this year. We almost lost Burgess with a knee and McFadden with a shoulder. Both are practicing. I think we're going to keep both of them, but they're both hurt. And that doesn't even say anything about the, the, the team members that are jacked up and they're not putting on the doggone wire. Why? Don't fucking ask me. We're going to get into this game right now because I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. I wanted to do this show right after the fucking game. Now, normally I give myself a few days to settle down and cool off. Well, guess what? I have had a few days. And yes, it hasn't taken any edge off the beatdown we got on Monday night. I will say this, that every fan that I've seen, talked to, or even thought about is depressed. It's not just... A little depression or unhappy or we lost the game. This is a culmination of six seasons of debacles, poor decisions, management up the ass, bad calls, bad picks, bad drafts, bad acquisitions, and it all starts at the top, partner. Yeah, whatever you want to say. You know I love Al Davis, but we're going to break it down and I'm not fucking around this time. So let's go into it, shall we? This Monday night game that we had, that 62,000 fans had to suffer through, and I kid you not, man, I checked the faces on every fan, and it was painful. Painful like taking a spike in the eye. Painful like getting singed with a branding iron. That kind of fucking pain. Deep, heart-wrenching, fucking nasty pain. For three Solid hours with very little medicine besides the beer that you could get, the cores or whatever, to try to drown out the sorrow. Wasn't helping, partner. Wasn't helping this Raider fan. From the restroom to the line at the concession, there was nothing but doom and gloom and what the fuck and on and on and on. Just like our bone line is right fucking now yes i am pissed i have a right to be pissed i have a right to be pissed but not quite as pissed as the guy who flew 5300 miles to see a fucking football game and that's what he saw how about the guy who scraped up all his last money just to see the season opener just saved enough money to so he could justify to his family to come and sit his ass in a seat and watch that shit How fucking embarrassed can you be? How fucking embarrassed can you be as a fan who puts his heart and soul into this team? Well, guess what? We're going to break it down right now. Let's start with the offense. The offense, actually, in reality, was not very bad. They moved the football, it was not easy. We did get some completions. Jamarcus. He wasn't the hero, like they're trying to portray the spin. What kind of bullshit is that? But he did have 180 yards and two TDs, 17 for 26. Not a bad outing. Our running game was not bad. Fargus almost had 100 yards. And incidentally, let me say, between him, j and Russell, the three class acts on the fucking team, they tried and tried and tried regardless of the situation. Fargus has all the heart of this team. Vargas played his ass off like he has ever since he walked onto this fucking football team. Why can't the rest of them play the same way? Burgess played. Kelly played. Did they do anything? No. I'm not going to talk into that right now. I'm going to still talk about the offense. Our offense did not look terrible. It wasn't great. Even if our defense would have done it half decently... We probably would have lost the game. But it looked like there was a possibility, some flashes, some drop passes by Curry and McFadden on a screen. That that could have been the difference. We could have won the game. Our offense was playing decent. Yes, the offensive line was not the best. Yes, DeMarcus Russell had to run for his life a couple times, but that's not the whole story. That's because... We were behind from the first five minutes of the game. And the points start to mount. The offense has to get one-dimensional. It's part of football. It's the way it goes. You can't run the ball when you need 41 fucking points. Oh, by the way, the score was 41-14, did I tell you? Should start off with that in case anybody missed that fucking small fact. The offense had very little blame, actually, they worked. They played hard. They did their job. I know there were some problems, but it gets clouded up in the cloud of this losing franchise mentality. It gets clouded up with the other shitty play and the shitty calls. The referees were certainly against us, with every spot being just as fucked as the one before. Ten penalties, a hundred yards. Give me a motherfucking break, Goodell. Give me a fucking break. I was there. I saw so many fucking holding on the Denver Broncos. I was fucking furious. This is the worst officiating I have ever seen in my life, and I don't bitch about it too much. Trust me, partner. The holding from the Denver Broncos could have been called by a blind motherfucker. The referees in this game were just fucked up and it was blatant one-sided. Blatant. Let's move to the defense before I have a fucking stroke. Rob Ryan, your ass should have been gone last year. You fucking suck. You'd blitz 20, I look, 20 times in 16 fucking games. 20 times in 16 games. That's like 1.3 blitzes per game? Are you fucking serious? Am I the only stupid ass that sees that shit in the Raider Nation? Are you so stupid that you don't see it? Do you watch football, Rob Ryan? If I were you, I'd be drafting a letter of resignation just out of pure shame. You worthless piece of shit. Tough looking guy, yeah, the big gray head bear. Mob Ryan, bullshit. Get your fucking ass out of the silver and black today. You have had ample time, plenty of time to make this thing right. And you gotta get your shit out. Like Kiffin said at the beginning of the season, you didn't adjust one fucking time all Game long, and we were getting fucking pummeled. Jay Cutler could have had a steak dinner and still got the pass off for a touchdown. The four man front is bullshit. Where is this hybrid fucking defense? Where is the 3 4 thrown in? Where's all that bullshit? You know, this is bullshit we heard during training camp. How much better the defense is going to be? We're going to mix it up. We got the players now. We spent 200 fucking million dollars. We're going to get on it. We're going to really be the best defense. Look, look at us. We got all the defense we need. Al Davis spent all the fucking money. And you are a worthless piece of shit, Rob Ryan. You can't coach for shit. My fucking dog could coach better than you. No adjustments. That is pathetic. That is amateur football. That is high school bullshit. That was the worst performance of a defense I have ever seen. And I don't like Ditka anyway, but that's a quote right out of his ass. And he knows defenses a little bit. He fucking fought with your dad all the time, but they had the best defense going on. You better go back to Papa and get some training, partner. Maybe he didn't beat your ass enough when you were a child. I don't know, but man, you suck and your defense blows, and you're nowhere to be found, poor Lane Kiffin got to get up there in front of the media and take a hit for your big fat ass? Fuck you, Rob Ryan. It's not the defenders either. The players didn't have much of a choice. Let me just tell you, folks, we were in zone coverage. Where the fuck is the man-on-man? Man. On man? We were in zone coverage every minute for the whole three hours. Didn't change one fucking time. And we got torched, torched by a rookie. Now you can put all the heat on D'Angelo Hall you want. I'll put some on him too because he fucked up many times. But he was playing zone, man. Zone coverage is cushion coverage. You got to let the guy come off the line and see where he's going. That's the zone coverage, folks. It's not the bump, man-on-man, physical contact we expected. That's how he plays. That's what we thought was going to happen. Did anybody else in the fucking stadium think, wow, our defense is going to be awesome. I hope our offense is going to be better. Every fucking person in there. Everybody. Everybody said the same thing. Everybody said our defense will be crazy good, and we just have to worry about our offense now. What a laugh that is. In our face to the bone. Shannarat. I'm sure he got a bottle of champagne and some caviar, maybe even a hoe going down. The Oakland Raiders' defense went down faster than a crack hoe on the avenue, partner. And I'm telling you right now, fast, right away, and never got back up. Where is the hybrid defense? Where is the defensive calls to adjust for the offensive calls? Where is basic football, people? This is not new. This is not something that just came up this season. This isn't just Lane Kiffin, his second year. This is nothing more than a manifestation of the rumors that I've tried to just put down the entire fucking off season. The firing of Lane Kiffin. He wants to first fire Rob Wine. Let's go down the whole fucking trail. Let's go down the yellow brick road. Kiffin sees the defense last season. Says, I don't think so. Talks to the coach. He's not going to change the way he does things. So guess what? You're fired. I'm going to fire the defensive coordinator. Oh, I don't think so, Tim. And then Al, of course, the letter to Lane Kiffin, you should resign, and all that other horseshit. And here's why. Here's why that happened. Here's a little tidbit for you, Raider Nation. If you don't know this, know this. Al Davis is the defensive mind in this in this fucking team. He's the one who calls the defensive game. He's the one who puts so money in the so much money into the defense because he runs that motherfucker, man. Rob Ryan's the puppet. Rob Ryan's just running there going, okay, well, I guess we could do this. I guess... Al, what do you think we should do? Nothing. Okay. Pussy. Al, I think we should do this. No. I'm going to stay the course. The defense is Al's baby. That's why Al loves Rob Ryan because Rob Ryan is under the table if you know what I'm saying, partner. So now Lane Kiffin got his papers that he was supposed to be fired or quit or whatever the hell go- went on. We all know that debacle. And then there's this rip between Kiffin and Al Davis. Al Davis, keep your motherfucking crooked fingers out of the pie, partner. Let your coach coach. We can all see that Kiffin is pummeled. He's pummeled from us, for sure. And you know he's getting pummeled from the man. And he didn't say one fucking word about the defense in his post conference not one fucking word of the most glaring and obvious problem we had throughout that whole fucking game the head coach that's supposed to have control over the team didn't say one word about that fucking idiot rob ryan and where was ryan he was probably under al's death doing what he's got to do if you know what i'm saying partner Cause he certainly didn't stand up to the media and stand in front of the lines and say, Yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, that's my defense. I'm an idiot. I didn't make any adjustments. Hey, ask me some questions. No, I'll just hide in the facility and hide away because I'm a stupid motherfucker and I'm just gonna kiss Al's ass because my, my paycheck's pretty fucking good. I'll just get oh think quit fire me, I'll just go get a job and within a week I'll have a job. I don't think so, you loser motherfucker. Go try to get a job today, Rob. That's where the anger of the nation should be squarely on Al Davis and Rob Ryan because Lane Kiffin is trying to make it happen, folks. Take a look at the team. Take a look. Kiffin was trying to make adjustments. Kiffin was trying to make things happen. He can only do so much on the offensive side of the ball. When your defense lets the other team run up points, you are single dimensional. You got no choice. He had no choice. The box stops at, at, at Al Davis, and this problem has been festering for five fucking years. And I am a fan and fucking sick tired of it. I will not buy another motherfucking Raider thing until I see this team make a change. That's me. You know, I I can't talk for everybody else out there, but you will not see me purchase one new Raider anything from now until I see a change in this fucking team. The only way I can affect change is by my dollar. And, And Al Davis makes way more money on merchandise than he does at the Coliseum, trust me. He makes some money there too, but he makes way more money on his merchandise. Oh, God. This was heart wrenching, man. I feel every fucking fiber of every fucking fan that has ever loved this team. This is Al Davis's headache. He started it five years ago and he keeps going. He doesn't know that he has to stop and let someone else take the reins. And instead of waiting till we're dried up and the worst team again in the NFL, which incidentally looks like a very good possibility. We could be the 2008 Miami Dolphins of 2007. And what a fucking waste that would be with the talent we have in our team. It's such a joke. It's a joke. This is a pure management situation, folks. This is all on top, baby. No general manager. No crew for for the draft. Nobody looking at the college players now, which we should incidentally be looking at because we got another first-round pick coming, Patna. That's for sure. So look for the best player. If we can afford him, you know we're going to get him. This responsibility of this game right now, the culmination of five years of bullshit lies right in Al Davis's crooked lap. Now, if he wants to run the defense, that's fine. If he wants to run the offense, that's fine. Evidently not, because we're getting our ass fucking handed to us. Why can't he see that he has to hire people to do the job like every other successful franchise in this fucking league? We need a general manager. We need someone to guide this ship, guide the draft, guide the free agency, watch the money, check the contracts, make sure we're not paying too much money for people that have no skill. That's what we need. Not a guy that's running by the seat of his pants, running under history, thinking that he knows it all, because just what? Johnny thinks everybody's out of step with him. Everybody's out of step. Well, guess what, Johnny? Maybe Johnny is out of step with everybody else. Al is surrounded by yes men. Oh, yes, Al, this is great. That's a wonderful decision. Oh, I would do it that way, too. He's got people that are so far up his ass, he don't need a walker most of the time because he got head up his ass all the time. One of them being Rob Ryan, of course. The most ridiculous decisions that he makes, I'm sure, are stamped, 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 yes, great job, that's a wonderful idea, oh, that's exactly what I would do. Because evidently anybody that disagrees is out the door right away. Because this culture of losing, it's not that they want to lose, it's just they don't want to lose their job. That's the losing culture in the Oakland Raiders organization. People there are afraid to lose their job because if they stand up to Al Davis, of course they're going to lose their job. So the solution is the Al's got to figure it out. Al has to leave. Al has to get it up and get out of here. He's got to get his crooked little fingers out of the team, and they are all fucking over this team. It showed blatantly on Monday night. It's funny that Nancy Gay and the San Francisco Chronicle for one time had an article that said the Yorks, of course, the 49er owners, and Al Davis need to stand up in front of the, the fans and apologize. Well, I don't see that happening, and neither does anybody else. And if, sure, of course it should happen. Of course he should stand up and say how sorry he is. But he's not going to do that. Al never does that. Al will fire somebody else like Lane Kiffin. Because he's not a yes man yet. Lane Kiffin wants to do the right job. Lane wants to do the job right, man. That's what it's all about. He wants to run the team. But his hands are fucking tied because he's got Rob Ryan right there you know, underneath Al's desk doing his deal, and he ain't going to do it. He says, Hal, this is the way we can win. And Al says, no, nope, we're going to win like this, this, and this. You just take care of that part of the offense, and I'll take care of the rest of it. Well, there you go, folks. That's an example of what we'll have all season on Monday night. Don't you fucking let Al Davis tell you or the rest of that front office tell you that it's Lane Kiffin's fault because that's fucking bullshit. This guy comes from a great college team. He's got a great mind. He's a good coach. He's a good guy. And he can make this thing happen if he's only given the chance. It looks to me, though, that he's already done. Stick a fork in Lane Kiffin. Because if I had that job, I'd say, fuck you. I don't want to do it. I can't wait for the minute that I can walk out the door and flip your ass off and say, nice talking to you. Because that's what Lane Kevin's feeling like right now. I'm going to tell you folks. I would just like to have the responsibility of this game on Monday night right on your ass and have no control of the game, the team, the decisions. Very little. But you got to take all the heat, partner. I'd say, fuck you. I am out of here, man. Get the fuck. I'm I pack my shit, baby. Take this job and shove This game is indicative of the last six years of mismanagement by Al Davis. He is too old. He has passed his prime. It's time to step down. I love you, Al. Always respect you and love you for what you've done. But it's over, partner. The game has passed you by, partner. You need to get people in there that are not yes people, but are people that say yes to success and victory and winning and mean it and prove it By doing the things that they have to do, whether you like them or not, Mr. D. That's a successful business. That's how people succeed in business, by taking the advice of people who know and running with it. Let your managers manage. Sit your ass up in your little room up there on the suite. Watch the game. When we win yeah, 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 this is my team, and go home and have some hot cocoa with some brandy in it or whatever. But I will not sit here and listen to these fucking guys bash Lane Kiffin. I'm not going to listen to it. It's bullshit. Bashing Jamarcus Russell, bashing the offense. Uh uh no, I'm not going to take that shit. The offense is doing their job because they're coached and managed well. The defense is fucked up. Not because of personnel, because of coaching. I'll have to admit, Lane Kiffin didn't call the best plays on the game Monday night. But I'll tell you what, he was competitive. He was working it. If it had an opportunity, I think we had an opportunity to win this game. That's good enough for me. He made adjustments. Where was Rob Ryan's adjustments? There were none. No blitzes. Zero fucking blitzes. Zero. Zero blitzes. That is just a dereliction of duty, buddy. Any other job in the country, you'd be fired, man. Fired today. So that's where it lies. That's the problem. That's where it is. That's what's going to happen to the Raiders until we get the ownership to drop their crooked little fingers out of the pie. That will be the way it will be for the Raiders for as long as his hand is in there. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's no way around it. It's a fact, it's the way it goes. <laughs> Believe it, Padna. You can stand by with blind loyalty, because that's what I I'm not blind, but I'm loyal to my team. I'm still getting season tickets, I'm still watching the games. But I'm not gonna say, yeah, yeah, you know, the Raiders are great, they're coming back, blah, blah, blah. They ain't coming back until Al is out of that office, Padna. They ain't coming back until we get management structured in the top to make it happen for everything else below it. We're not going to have a winning team from any coach, from anywhere, from any situation that involves Al Davis and this team, his, his opinions being thrown into the coaching ranks, and them not being able to do their job. Until we have a coach that can run the team, and a general manager and staff that can pick players, we will not be successful, man. There's no fucking way. It's not like Vegas where you can roll the dice and come up with a victory. That ain't where it is, man. You gotta work hard in this league. And it's getting harder. It's not easier. That's the way it is, man. I got 30 minutes of beef out. I and I know your bone line messages are all that, man. I got from one end of the extreme, I got guys saying, hold on, Raider Nation, it's gonna get better. We're going to win the rest of the games all the way to the playoffs. (laughs) I think that is fucking priceless. And then on the other hand, we have people going, Fire Kiffin! Fire Ryan! We need to get all new... You know, the whole deal of everybody's got to go. We're never going to make it. We're going to sink, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? you got to laugh at it because... You know, when people look at you and say the Raiders suck, worst team in the NFL, you're going to have to wear that, man. Yeah, you're just like me. You can say you had three Super Bowl rings, the champions, tough guys. Yes, the history is very clear on what the Raiders used to be. Very clear. And I love it, and I think the, the whole attitude of the Raiders is a great attitude, but it's not shown at the top. The last five years, plus this one, have shown that it's not coming from the top. That attitude is missing. It's missing. I'm sure they want to win, but they're not doing what they have to do. The commitment to winning is not there with Al Davis. The only way you were going to affect change with the Raiders is stop buying and then shit. The only way you're going to make changes with the Raiders is showing as a fan you're fucking pissed. You know Al Davis complains about him not having any money. Well, I don't see that. It isn't until the the rest of the ownership of the team does something or he leaves. I don't know what's going to happen, man. I don't know what I don't know what can happen, but I know what needs to happen. I outlined it already. So that's about all I have to say. I know everyone got their heart ripped out. I know everybody's pissed. But I know there's a lot of fans that are thinking, "Oh well, we got to come up for Kansas City. We're going to make a run of it there." And I'm I'm with you. I can barely hang in here for this fucking podcast. I'm disgusted. I'm demoralized, I'm beat down. I'm the beat down dog. And it's very hard for me <laughs> just to sit here and even think about this bullshit, because this is the last thing I want to concentrate on. Trust me. How do you like it, Raider fan? How do you like all those stickers on your car? You're driving down the street before the game. You're thinking, oh, at least we'll make it, you know, we're going to win, blah, blah, blah. And how do you feel today? How do you feel about all those Raider stickers? I bet you, are you wearing your Raider stuff? You don't have to, because everybody knows you're a fan, and you're getting just fucking Worked. Now, that's here in the Bay Area. I know that you're getting worked in Colorado. You're getting worked in New York. You're getting worked in Texas. You're getting worked in Las Vegas. You're getting worked in Idaho. You're getting worked in Nebraska. You're getting fucking worked wherever you are. In England, London, Australia. You fucking name it. Your friends are on your shit, boy. (laughs) I know it. The sad thing here is, too, that even the 49er fans are feeling bad for us. Oh, man, that was a bad loss. Ooh, that was a bad loss. Ooh, that was tough. That was a beating. I feel bad for you guys. The empathy is worse than the hatred, folks. Don't you feel it? I feel sorry for you? What the fuck is that? And my half-hour rant is to an end. I want to put this fucking game away and never think about it again. But until things change up top, we will continue to see these performances out of this team. Until Lane gets a chance to run the whole team, have management over the entire organization, be able to run the defense and the offense the way he sees fit, then you can't blame him for jack shit. You can blame Rob Ryan. You can blame him for being under Al's desk. You can blame him for no adjustments. You can blame him for not taking advantage of the millions of dollars that Al gave him, the players that he gave him, and the opportunity he gave him to be successful. You can also blame the man himself for having his crooked little fucking finger in the pie and not knowing when to leave the team to the people who know how to run it. I hope Kansas City game is better. I know, like the rest of Raider Nation, 99.9% of us are thinking, "Ugh, I don't think so." A for sure win two weeks ago, shit, even a week ago, was a very is a very doubtful win today. Embarrassed, demoralized, frustrated. I could continue with the way the fans feel. I know there's a bunch of fans out there going, we're going to do it, man. We're going to do this. <laughs> I applaud you. I applaud your optimism. I guess I'm just a realism, and I'm in depressism right now. Because I don't see the the light. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Somebody fucking blew up the tunnel while we were in Monday Night Football. Light at the end of the tunnel is officially out. Turn out the lights. The part is over. <laughs> they say that all. Oh, you gotta love it. So this is the last bashing I'll do, because hey man, we got Call it <laughs> we got seven more home games. we got fifteen games, man. This is one of fifteen. So welcome to the Welcome to the Raider Train because we're going to be up and down hills. We're going to be around corners through things, and we got a lot of things to see. So let's just hope that we have a team that bounces back. We have, you know, I would love to see us go all the way to the Super Bowl. That would be great. I, you know, I'd have to have people come beat me up for this show, but I surely don't think so. About that. I don't think I got much to worry about. Uh, what a fucking debacle. Anyway, I hope that I echoed some of the feelings of the Raider Nation out there. I hope that uh, you hear it and you can spill it out here at the Raider Nation at the, the Bone Line one 7181 You got to call a surgeon. We got to stop the bleeding. So let's hope we don't bleed all the way to Kansas City because I'm already flipped out, and I'm sure the rest of you are flipped out too. Alright, here we go with the pregame for the Kansas City condiments, the Chiefs, or I like better yet, the Toothless Wonders, I love it, thank you Raider Tim for being over there and going to the game, Ugh, I can't even believe it. Sunday, September 14th, the Oakland Raiders travel to Kansas City and are traveling there to play this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we all know what our outcome was on Monday night. Well, the Chiefs lost two. They lost two New England Patriots, 17-10. Tells me a lot about that score. Tells me a lot about this team. Their defense is pretty damn good. The Chiefs have a good defense with Glenn Dorsey on the line, Uh, They went in and hurt, of course, Tom Brady, who's out for the season. I love it. And, of course, New England had to pay tit for tat. They came over the line and took Brody Croyle out of the game. So it was like a chess match. They were beating each other down. So Brody Croyle for the Kansas City Chiefs is out of the game, which is a good thing for us because... We have Damon Heward, which we faced before he falls to pressure. Of course, like any quarterback, if there is any pressure, he... <laughs> I can't believe it. So this sets up an opportunity again for the Raiders to win this game. Kansas City did go get Engel Martin, a QB, that was drafted by Green Bay in the fifth round last season. So let's, let's look. We have Glenn Dorsey, we have Damon Heward, and then on the defense, of course, that was Glenn Dorsey. But we have Dwayne Bowe as a wide receiver. Dwayne Bowe is nothing to laugh at. He was actually D- Jamarcus Russell's best, best target at LSU. He's got great hands, and after the catch, he can fly. Great receiver. So if him and Heard hook up, it could be a nasty evening with DeMarshmallow Hall trying to run behind and catch up. Yes, to marshmallow, you know who you are. That's right, Padna. The one good thing we have going for us is Herm. We play to win the game, Edwards, yes, herm, Edwards, not the most genius of offensive minds, and their play calling this year is going to show it. It showed it in the New England game. they really had a chance to win that game, and they sat back, and they didn't. they weren't aggressive at all. His very conservative play calling has cost him more than one game, and the fans are sick of it. I love it. Let's hope he continues that pattern when the Raiders come to visit them next Sunday. Well, I know this for sure. Darren McFadden did heat up and work over Glenn Dorsey during the college years uh, to a tune of 200 yards. So you know Glenn Dorsey is going to want to get back at Mac, and you know Mac is going to to put another 200 on Dorsey, so look for that matchup. I'll tell you this, our offensive line better get it straight and protect our quarterback. I know Kansas City's offensive line is identical to ours. It's just as porous, it's just as bad. With a four-man rush, that weak-ass rush we had on Monday, we were never going to do anything against this team either. These guys would be able to hold our line off with no problem. Blitz! Blitz the fucking game away. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I had to go out on a rant. <laughs> Rob Ryan, if he does still have a job by this game, needs to blitz. Yes, I can send you a letter. I can send you some pictures of what blitz packages look like, Rob, if you need them. I think you should call your daddy and let him come over here and school your ass on blitz packages. He did a great job of it in Chicago, if you can remember. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm off the point, but that's where to got. Uh, okay, I'm going to get over it. Okay, deep breath. <laughs> we can win this game, man. I'm telling you, I am not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm telling you, we can win with their porous line. We can get in there and take advantage. If our defense can hold the ball, we can hold them by their nose and kick them in the ass all the way down to the end zone. Our offense is not bad. Our offense is better than their offense. Player per player, man for man, we should beat their ass. Now, of course, a week ago, I was certainly much more confident than I am now, as we all are. Sorry I'm laughing, man, but i got to laugh because I'm so sick of being pissed. It's just not even funny. So, Kansas City Chiefs are setting themselves up for, of course, a loss at home against Oakland. Something they hate more than anything else. The rabid, toothless Kansas City fans are out there in their red-painted face. Yes, Red Elvis and all those other clowns that are there. They're trying to be, yes, I've told you this before, the Chiefs Nation. You know where they got that from, don't you? Yeah, no doubt. The Raider Nation's the only nation Chiefs fans, and you can take your red paint, and put on your red ass as far as I'm concerned. And I hope one of those fans calls in cuz I'd love to rip his ass anyway. So let's go. Let's beat the Chiefs and move on. We need we have 15 more games in this season, folks. We cannot get beat down by the first one. We as fans always stand up, so let's stand up again. And cheer on our Raiders this Sunday. Although, knowing where we're coming from, maybe a little bit less of a hit if we don't win. We should win this game. And that is all I'm going to freaking say about that. You hear me, Rob Ryan? Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line 1 800 620 7181. 1-800-620-7181 Roll the nation a bone, throw me a bone, get on there and throw your bones If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times, I don't care, we'll pick out the best one Don't be shy How could you be shy, you're a Raider fan, you No, know we're all loud and proud Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here we got some great takes, and here they are. From the nation to your station. Well, Redder Nation, you guys came in big on the bone line, and I told you guys before, one of these days, there are going to be too many people. And Well, right now, it looks like there's too many people for this show, unless I want to get the show to two hours or whatever, and I don't think that's going to be happening, because we like to keep it in a decent um a decent level anyways as far as time goes so we're gonna play as many of these as we can and just throw them on out there and if you don't get your bone line played that's okay the only thing we're gonna have to ask for for now because since the bone line is starting to pick up it's starting to be a successful part of the show is that you keep it about a minute and a minute and a half something like that at the most that's you know 90 seconds is perfect and if you think about it you should be able to roll everything you need to say out and about that much, maybe even a little bit less if you think about it. So uh, try to keep them shorter so we can get as many bone line messages on as we can. And remember, if I don't play your message, man, it's not because you're not feeling the love here from the podcast because I listen to every single message every single time. So that's what I'm telling you right now. So let's get on to the bone line and let's check it out. Who do we got first? On the list, Archangel. Man, I'm telling you, hit it, Archangel.
2: Archangel here, calling from the ATL over on the East Coast. Oh God, woke up this morning after going to bed with the Raiders being down 17 nothing at half. Come to find out, final score 41 to 14. That was absolutely pathetic showing last night my brother asked me before I left from work yesterday saying uh, am I going to stay up and watch the game the whole game well I told him it depends on how the game goes if the Raiders are losing getting blown out then I'll be going to bed at halftime if it's a decent game then I'll stay up and watch it well suffice to say I went to bed at halftime so all I can do is talk about the first half D'Angelo Hall, he's still a knucklehead. He played the same way when he was here in Atlanta. But then again, I can't blame him because the defensive scheme that the Raiders had was pathetic. It was weak. It had holes in the defense like I don't know what. The boy Royal from Denver, the only reason why he looked so good is because it evidently was playing a freaking zone. If D. Hall would have been playing him man-to-man and bumped him at the line, he wouldn't have got off and got those easy catches like that. And if a quarterback has enough time to throw the ball, he's going to hit receivers. And speaking of quarterbacks, Jay Cutler, he had it all night long to sit back and throw quarterbacks. I don't believe the Raiders had a sack at all. I know they didn't have one in the first half, but so I don't know about the second half, like I said. Evidently, Denver must have put in their coaching staff to play against the Raiders in order for the Raiders to get those 14 points. Offense, I mean, come on, guys. The line was straight up trash as usual. Rob Ryan, i said it before, and I'm going to say it again. He should have been gone this year because his defensive schemes are pathetic. But anyway, it's just one game. Like they always say, one game doesn't make a season, but oh, my God, I am so embarrassed. I really do not feel like going into work today because I'm going to get ripped to shreds because all my friends' football team have won their games yesterday and on Sunday, except with me, so I am going to get tortured. But once again, still going to be a Raiders fan for life, but still it hurts to see how bad they continue to play. Anyway, I'm out, and I'm hurting.
0: Archangel from Atlanta. That's right, man. That zone defense for the Marshmallow Hall, uh, it ain't happening. That guy got burnt by a rookie you're absolutely right And halftime i don't blame you brother i had to sit there and watch it okay (laughs) so he is a knucklehead and i know i feel the pain here with the torture at work we all do because we all felt the same you had a good take i'm glad you called in thanks call in brother i feel you especially with the beatings at work. Okay, we got next. Oh, we got a special little thing going on here. Lion Raider from the 415. He comes in with both before the game and an after the game take. We got it. This kind of sums up the game pretty much. Well, all your messages, do. Check it out. Lion Raider, hit it, brother.
3: Hey, what's up, Raider Greg, man? Right now, dude, I'm on my fucking way to that big time Monday night game, dude. Fucking excited as fuck, man. I fucking live in a 415, man. Bunch of Raider fans down here, man. Oh my god, you didn't even know, man. But anyways, we got like like about 20 fucking trucks coming down from my just my city to the fucking Raider game to see us kick some motherfucking donkey ass. It's Raiders all day, every day. I'll be calling back when at the end the commentators go. Raiders
4: win the game.
3: Woo! Hey, what's up, Raider and Greg? Man, this is Latin Raider right here coming at you from that four one five, man. Anyways, um, I'm fucking just pissed the fuck off, man. We got a fucking asses whooped. I don't fucking get it why we sucked this bad, dude. I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous, dude. You know. Anyways, let me call each of these fucking players out, alright? Let me start off with fucking D'Angelo Hall. This piece of shit is getting 70 million fucking dollars. gets fucking just whooped and just embarrassed by a fucking rookie, you know? That motherfucker just embarrassed D'Angelo Hall, huh, you know? D'Angelo Hall needs to fucking step up his fucking game, you know? Our passing defense just sucks. Pretty much our defense sucks. And then Michael Huff, you know, this guy, just, he just had too many missed tackles, you know. This guy just, it looked like he hadn't played, I mean, I think the little Pop Warner kids played better than, tackle better than him, you know. Next, uh, let me see who we're going to call out. Ron Curry, this motherfucker, he, he looked like he couldn't even be in our practice squad for what I got to say about him, man. Two not perfect throws, you know, but catchable throws that could have probably changed the whole game scenario and, um. Our offensive line just looked like shit. I mean, the Raiders looked like shit completely. The only guys I could give it to, you know, come out something positive about this is um, Justin Fargus. Jamarcus Russell, he had pretty good numbers. I'm not going to lie. He just had one mistake, and looked, I think a fumble. I think he did. Anyways, man, I just, I'm fucking worried as fuck right now. <laughs> Raiders, please, you know, I don't know if any Raider player listens to the podcast, but if you do, you know, just fucking be the shit, please. Just fucking step up, all your game. Talk to all the players, step up your fucking game, cause you know I can't, I can't take another fucking losing season, and um, can't wait till the next Sunday. You know, it's Raider coming at you. Go Raiders, baby!
0: <laughs> See, there you go. What can I say? That emotion, that everything is exactly what happened. It was brutal. Who we got next? Mad Raiders, thirty-two. Check it, check it.
5: Hello, Raider Greg. Uh, This is Mad Raiders number 32. Uh, Six straight opening day losses for us. Uh, Seems like Super Bowl 37 just seems to get further and further away, and everything remains the same. Uh, We have a dumbbell for a a head coach, Uh, we have no wide receiver wide receivers worth a grain of salt. Uh we can run the ball. We have a defense that I cannot tell if it's as bad as people say it is or if it's just the sheer fact that our offense cannot uh get the first downs necessary uh and the points necessary to protect or even get a lead. Uh it's it's just getting very disappointing. Uh, I've been a Raider fan since 1985, and any night game that they've ever had on Monday Night Football or uh, Sunday night or Saturday or whatever whatever day it was, it, I've always watched the entire game no matter what. I, I endured uh, the 51-3 debacle uh, against Buffalo in 1991. I endured Super Bowl 37. Every route, every victory that was ever televised on national TV, I watched the whole game. Uh, Until last night, uh, when it was halftime and it was 17 to nothing, Uh, I don't think I've ever felt that strongly that the Oakland Raiders uh, looked that bad. It just seemed like 2006 and 2007, uh, 2008 are all the same blurred year in which we have poor quarterbacking and no receivers and a very, very porous defense. Did not seem like the players on defense were prepared. I know Denver threw a lot at them that they had never seen before, but that still is no excuse. Um, D'Angelo Hall is played awful. We pumped so much money into him, and he he just looked awful in his first game as a Raider. Uh, Jay Cutler seemed to have either too much time to throw or was able just to find those receivers in, in, in the coverage. And and a lot of times these guys are open in zones and things that I don't understand where our DBs are. But back to the offense, we've hired North Turner, and we hired Lane Kiffin, uh, with the expectation that they could fix this offense, and it hasn't worked. Um, the personnel we have is not going to get us where we want to be. And I know it's early. I know we're only 0-1. And it's definitely not time to panic. But I can tell you Raider fans out there that I'm already calling that we're heading towards another rough season unless we can get the ball to our receivers. And you can only run the ball so much. And as we've seen over the last two years in Oakland, you can have a top-running game and not win many games because you have to be able to throw the football. And hopefully that problem will solve itself i'm not giving up there's still time but it is my hope that this finds a way to right itself in the next couple of weeks uh, before i close if we go to kansas city and expect a weak chiefs team to bow down to us number one or wrong number two if we lose that game i think we're in for a long year and uh i, I truly hope that that does not occur I truly hope that these coaches can prepare these players, and these players want to play for the Oakland Raiders, and they want to win games. Uh, they did not look that way last night. Go Raiders, and uh, here's to things rebounding. I really hope it does.
0: 53, 51-3 debacle. Yeah, I say if you stood through that, you guys to stood through anything, but this is especially painful. People were emotional. Very emotional. And I'll tell you this, Mad Raiders, RD is bad. It's the worst part of our game. There's nothing good about our defense. The run, didn't, we didn't stop the run either, Patna. We didn't do jack. We got run over to the tune of 41 big points. Oh, God. And, you know, yeah, folks are tired of seeing the art shell era repeated over and over, over again. <sighs> Who we got next? All right, someone coming in that really sacrificed partner, Raider Mac. Hit it, brother. Hey,
6: this is uh, Raider Mac in the UK. I just dragged myself out of bed after staying up till 6 in the morning to sit through one of the most unfucking believable painful experiences that I can remember starting the season with. For a long fucking time, I am fair to say, a trifle irked. I'm so fucking unbelievably upset by what I've just seen. Mm-hmm. Ah, I know it's early days uh, and I'm trying to look for some positives. I, mean, I really liked um, Vargas, what he did. There were some flashes of brilliance there. There were some nice connections between um, Russell and and Curry. Uh, although Curry dropped what arguably could have been a real momentum change early on in the game. Uh, there were some really good calls. There were some really Bad calls. I didn't understand why we were running sideways on a it was four from one inside the 20 late in the game. I know it was giving up time by them, but fuck me. Um, I've no idea what to say, really. I, I'm so fucking shattered. <laughs> um, the, unbelievable. You can tell I'm speechless. Have you uh, Fucking unbelievable. I have no fucking idea. I think what made it worse was I was actually looking forward to them winning. And it was that belief that makes it so difficult a pill to swallow when they just fuck it up like that. So I think I'll expect them to go into the bye week over four now because it's fucking awful. I can't think what else to say other than maybe you should re- rename it the Bone Headline for, for some of the fucking plays that we've seen today. Oh, well, go Raiders.
0: Raider Mac from the U.K., that's right. Oh, my gosh. The refs did suck. We got no breaks whatsoever. I guess the only breaks we had were that it was too late for the seagulls to come start circling and crapping on people because it was too dark and cold. (laughs) Other than that, you said it, brother. You said it all, just like we all feel. So who we got next on this one? Steve from Vegas. Right on, brother. Hit it, Steve.
1: Hey, what's up, Raider Greg and Randy? Uh, This is Steve from Vegas. I'm back home now. Uh, I just want to call in, man. I had an awesome time at the party, the tailgate. Everyone was cool, man. Lots of good food, lots of good beer, good times. Uh, everything was great. Unfortunately, then the game started, and uh, I don't really have much to say about it other than what happened to our dominating cornerbacks, what happened to our defense. I was awful. Um, I really thought we were going to kill those guys, and instead we got our asses kicked and uh, I haven't felt this bad about a loss in a long time, man. This one hurts bad. Especially it was my first Raider home game. Uh it's going to take a while to recover from that one. Yeah, pretty much all day I've been uh going from deep depression to uh optimism. You know, we got the Chiefs coming up. We've only <laughs> it's only one game. We only lost one game. So we got to go out and win the next two. Um I don't think the Chiefs are going to be pushovers uh judging by the way we played yesterday man we gotta beat the chiefs then we gotta beat buffalo it's gonna be tough man i hope kiffin can right this ship because if he doesn't i think he's gonna be gone by the fourth game of the season man and i hate to say it because i you know i don't know how much more i can take of this man it's been five years i mean i don't know i don't know what the problem is but we gotta figure it out man and we gotta start winning this is unacceptable man uh yeah, anyway, I had a blast. Love you guys. Um, hopefully I'll make it out there again this season, and next time it'll be a win. Uh, everybody keep the faith. It's just one game. Uh, I think we took it a little lightly. Maybe we were a little too amped up. You know, we got a y- lot of young players on this team, and uh, hopefully they'll get their stuff down, and we'll kick the Chiefs' ass next week and uh, get this ball rolling. Yeah, I'll definitely be better by Wednesday or Thursday. I'm sure you guys will, too. Um, I'll see you guys at the next one. Keep up the good work. I'm out.
0: Hey, man, Steve, thank you for coming, contributing yourself to the Renner Nation podcast tailgate. We all had a ball. I kept telling my wife in the stands as we were dismantled as a team. Honey, the tailgate was good, wasn't it? Wasn't the tailgate good? <laughs> And she kept saying, Oh, it was so much fun. I kept thinking, Thank God it was fun. I'm glad you had had come, man. I'm glad you did come. I wish the Raiders would have played a better game for you and every other Raider fan. Doggone it. First time to the Coliseum and everything. That's some bullshit right there. I'm telling you. We got next Legend Killer. Come in, Legend Killer.
3: It's your Boy the legend killer just got done with Monday night football, oh my God
4: we got our asses chewed up by a rookie by a rookie. oh shit, the defense it's like they forgot how to fucking play, and then you got d'Angelo, I wanna throw a
3: fucking flag myself huh oh, getting oh it's just fucking i can't even I can't even speak on it i I'm so pissed off right now. But I did want to come over and just say thank big thank you to to you Greg and Randy. Tailgate was off the chain. I'm just I'm just so like this was not how we wanted to start the season off. The good news is we didn't get blown out on my I mean we got blown out but we didn't get shut out on Monday Night Football for the fourth consecutive time. So I take that with me. Feel a little better about it. Oh yeah, um, Pampers. I'll get at you about your little comment later. All right? It's your boy, the Legend Killer, and I'm out. Peace.
0: Thank you, too, brother, for coming to the tailgate. We had a great time. You brought the WWF championship belt. That was a riot, brother. (laughs) You broke that out, and it it was precious, man. Yeah, six straight losses on our opening season game. Six. The worst ones, of course, are always when they're at home. (sighs) Who we got next? Lizard King from Massachusetts.
1: Nation, this is Lizard King coming at you from New England. And, yeah, I stayed up all night to watch the game last night. Our defense looked okay. run defense was solid. Pass defense could have been better. I mean, D'Angelo Hall was dragging ass out there the whole game. Another thing I noticed, the refs. They were killing us
3: last night.
1: I mean, Jack Miller was held on play. They were giving us bad spots all night. They were giving the Broncos good spots all night. I mean, even the commentators were saying, you know, that's a real generous spot or it looks like he got a little bit farther, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's just embarrassing to have a game like that, especially on the home opener on national television. Oh well, as always next week.
5: Catch you later.
0: Hey man, that D is sucking. Period. I can't say any more about it. Rob Ryan is blowing. Period. If you know what I mean. Not that I know anything about that because I just think he's he's on Al. He's underneath Al's desk. You've heard me say it, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> here here we go, man. Tommy. Tommy, the New York Raider, man. Come on in, brother. Tommy, the New York Raider.
4: As I get ready to go to sleep to take my long-ass flight home, which just got longer after that ass-whooping we just received tonight, I just had a few things um, to say. First, let me talk about the tailgating. Of course, it was great, Greg and his wife definitely host a great party. Everybody was great. Juan, Chris, Ray, Rick had a great time with everybody. Made the trip worthwhile. Now on to the ass whipping that we received. All I have to say is our defense is pathetic. Joe Hall got beaten like a rented mule. He was beaten like someone stole something from the like he stole something from the receivers. mama. It was pathetic. Our front four was pathetic. Our pass protection was pathetic. Jamarcus Russell didn't have a bad game. A couple of plays Curry should have made, but other than that, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. We got our asses kicked, but we'll bounce back next week. I have no doubt about it. As we beat the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs, go Raiders!
0: Well, I'm glad you got the chance to come to the tailgate, man. We had a blast, and we were looking forward to seeing you, and we knew we were going to have a good time with you and the other Tommy Jet, Jet Tommy. <laughs> uh, that was funny, man. You guys are great. Thanks for coming. You make the party. I mean, you really do. Uh, we had a really great mix of people there. I appreciate you making the trip. And you know what, man? Mikasa Casa Su Casa, brother, you're always there. Welcome. You know, Puerto Ricans. You know what, I got to stick together, partner. Okay, what do we got here?
3: Well, well, well. It's the proud pimp once again. Looks like you guys are going to be piss poor this year. You couldn't even beat the Broncos. You got blown out. It was over at halftime. Unlike you... We were able to beat an AFC West team. We beat the Chicago, or should I say, the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I know you're probably going to make fun of what I just said on your stupid podcast. But oh well. We got wins you don't. And just wait. Time's ticking. And just wait till week 12. We're going to kick your ass.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. That's about as far as I can go. So Wahoo Raider from Virginia, 34-year fan Raider, Double X Raider, Raul Oliveros partner. That's cool. I'm going to give you a positive take. Raider Tim, Raider Mike, Juan Jorge, and a couple others. I just want to say, man, thank you for calling in. Do it again. Keep doing it and we're going to put these things on and uh, i was hoping that i could filter these out because there were too many winning comments ah uh, nate brothers and sisters and uh, nate so well we got the Kansas City Chiefs coming up we got things to look forward to we got our rock and roll we hope our Raiders can get it up get it going and it slaps them in the face and they come up and rise up to victory well you know you heard it here every, every fan every fan has something to say Every fan has like-mindedness, boy. Let me can you tell me? Can you tell me we're not the smartest, best fans? At least Ditka did say that. We have the best fans in sports. He bashed us and then turned around. He said the I'll tell you one thing, though, they got the best fans in sports. So for whatever it's worth, we got some props for Mike Ditka, who really doesn't like the Raiders. Uh, but we got we got a good bunch of fans, man. I'm telling her, Tailgate says it. Anything around us, every time we part next to people, you got to believe it, man. And even if the Raiders aren't losing, whatever, it's still a great tailgate. It's still a great family. It's a great organization to be involved with. So we just hope we do our job. They can do their job. And that's all i got to say about that. So until next week, when we beat the Chiefs or the condiments, you know, like he said... Put a little bit of mustard, a little bit of ketchup, and a little bit of mayo on a hamburger. That's right. And slap on some cheese for good measure. That's right. Cheese. Anyways, until we beat them down, I hope and pray next Sunday. We'll be watching with the rest of you guys. This is Raider Greg. I hope I got better news next week because I am Out.